Hello and welcome to UC Today. I'm Tom Wright and I'm delighted to be joined by William from Cool Tower and Patrick from Cavell. How's it going, guys? Great to have you. Very well, thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be on. Likewise. Thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be on. Great. Thanks, guys. So um, we're going to be talking about Cool Tower's sort of expansion into into Europe and beyond today. It's really exciting. And uh, William, I think it'd be good to start with. Um, start with you. Could you talk us through kind of the rationale behind this and what we can expect to see from you? Yeah, you know, we're, we're very excited with some of the partnerships that we have over in, in EMEA and OSHA Asia PAC. And uh, we've had some really great growth over in uh, North America, both U.S. And, and, and Canada with uh, really our three core platforms. Right. When we're talking about Zoom, phone, when we're talking about Cisco WebEx and, and even Microsoft Teams Operator Connect. And we've been doing Microsoft Teams with direct routing uh, for going back to pretty much the inception, going back to 2017 and even prior before Microsoft Teams with uh, with Skype and also with Link. But uh, we're excited to be doing Operator Connect now in EMEA uh, as well with, with Microsoft and just continuing to expand that. And with some of the partnerships and some of the value add and features that we're going to be able to bring to the table uh, to our partners to go ahead and extend to their customers, we're very excited about where we're going and what we're doing over uh, in EMEA. And Patrick, this sort of is perfect for you because you're a UK-based organization, but you cover the US and the European market. So I wonder if you could talk us through some of the trends you're seeing in terms of the enterprise voice and bringing that into UCAS platforms. Yeah, it is, it is such uh, an interesting space. And I think it's, it's growing incredibly uh, uh, quickly, I think, which is encouraging for, for Call Tower and, every, and everyone in the, in the space. So effectively, I think you, you have to look at, first of all, if you're talking about UCAS and collaboration, I think there's a, there's a bit of an overlap between the two in terms of effectively they're both platforms that consolidate, you know, multiple communication mediums into, into one, uh, sort of single application. And obviously collaboration boomed in popularity. William mentioned some of the market leaders, obviously Microsoft Teams, Cisco WebEx and, and Zoom. And uh, we conducted some enterprise research. We spoke to more than 2,000 businesses across North America and Western Europe. And, and 75% of them uh, across those regions have already integrated their effectively collaboration UCAS solution with their external telephony to, to some extent. So it just goes to show how, how sort of popular that is. In fact, the US is slightly ahead of the UK with that percentage that have already integrated telephony slightly higher in the US. So uh, there's a bit of growth to come uh, in the European market. But I think you, you just have to look at the uptake of telephony within collaboration to sort of really underline the popularity. Zoom phone, more than 4 million users, WebEx calling more than 10 million. And, and Microsoft, obviously, in their most recent earnings call announced that uh, Teams has 17, 17 million PSTN enabled users. Obviously, that's across those native options, so direct routing, Operator Connect, and and calling plans. And, and just if, I th if, we, if we have a think about why that is, I think it's all related to sort of efficiency and productivity. So the whole point of a collaboration application or a UCAS application is to bring all of those different communication functions into one place. So being able to optimize that user workflow by bringing in telephony as well uh, is obviously absolutely key to that. And I think we're forecasting the growth of the telephony enabled collaboration market um, to grow massively. So by 2027, we think that Teams, WebEx and Zoom, around a third of the, the sort of total cloud communications market 
uh, in the US will be deployed through those uh, different collaboration applications. So it's um, it's, it's a really sizable chunk of the market that uh, that I think we're talking about here. Yeah, that's interesting. And before we move on to a bit more of the technology, you mentioned um, sort of the path that Europe's taken, maybe a little bit behind the US. Do you see that that path being the same though? Or have you picked up on any sort of distinct differences in those markets? Yeah, well. I think generally what we see within technology is trends that start in the US uh, move into European markets, generally the UK, first of all, that's a particularly advanced market for telephony enablement within within collaboration platforms. What you have to look at particularly is the different in business demographics, I think, in Europe. The US has a larger, a higher proportionality of larger businesses. In Europe, it's much more focused around small, medium enterprise and also the definitions that generally we use when we talk about size of businesses in the US and, and Europe differ. So I think there's a, there's a couple of different approaches in terms of the, the go-to-market to try and appeal to those uh, smaller businesses. And I, th I think the, the ease of which William mentioned Operator Connect, the whole premise behind that is that it is an easy way to add telephony to your Microsoft Teams users through the Teams admin center. There's not a huge amount of administration required. You can do it all from within that platform. And I think that will really appeal uh, to those uh, small, medium businesses uh, in the European market. So, yeah, I think that there's slightly different approach required, mainly because of those uh, sort of uh, business demographics. And William, I think that leads in sort of nicely to my next question, which is, um, can you talk through a little bit about your approach in Europe? You mentioned that some of it is with some key partners. So to get nice to get an understanding of uh, how you're going to market. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a little bit different. I think Patrick, you know, really hit it there at the end when he said, when you look at uh, different platforms and just focus real quickly a second on, on Microsoft Teams Operator Connect, that program back in September of 2021 had about five providers. Uh, we were kind of one of the, one of the first in there that was allowed and it was kind of the whole beta testing going on. There's now 63 partners, right? So in a year and a half, uh, they've uh, they've obviously grown exponentially. I think the biggest difference, though, is when you look at going through the portal and signing up and, and using your team's admin is it's really not a transactional type of solution. And I don't think customers are looking for that. I think when you really look at the key drivers that we've had so much success in North America and success already in, in EMEA and Asia Pac and even in, in LATAM overall is really about what are those key differentiators. But right? I mean, I think everybody could go ahead and just provide basic voice it's all the other things that come with it, right? Whether it's CRM integration, uh, integration with WhatsApp, integration with text messaging, uh, integration with contact center, analog devices, which I know still seems kind of crazy, but everybody still has a fax out there, uh, you know, paging and, and so forth. So I think when you look at those things, customers, and since they're somewhat limited in their internal resources, because those IT organizations are really stressed thin right now, or stretched thin, I should say, uh, because of the fact that they're helping out different uh, different business units within the organization, they're leveraging organizations more like Call Tower that, yeah, don't just provide me the voice. Can you give me everything else that I need to make sure that I have one full turnkey solution uh, for my collaboration and communications? Yeah, so we've, we've spoken quite a lot about Teams, but um, it's worth mentioning that you've got Zoom and WebEx as well. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you could talk yeah. through um, sort of the rationale behind having three platforms. Are you sort of envisaging a lot of organizations having kind of a multi-cloud UCAS state? Yeah, and, and the same thing goes on, on the same feature set, right? It's not just for those for, for Microsoft Teams, but also for Zoom. And Zoom's a, a brand new relationship that we had 
uh, going back to Q1 of this year. So we're very excited about that. It's been a great partnership so far. Uh, the Cisco partnership has been around really since our inception, going back to 2002. And then with a recent acquisition that we did in, at the beginning of 2022, uh, it really just kind of brought us to another level. So very excited about those two. And we're seeing some really good wins across the board with Zoom uh, and also with Cisco uh, WebEx. Same type of thing, though, right? Same concept. They have a very good core platform, but there are some additional features and services that customers are looking for. And in some cases, we're even getting a lot of requests for uh, what we call a hybrid state, which means you have a lot of customers that are coming off a premise-based solution. who said, hey, I'm not ready to rip and replace right, my, my premise base, but I want an integration with WebEx or I want an integration with Zoom and so forth. And we're able to deliver a SIP trunk into that existing prem-based solution, port over the numbers, and then basically just let the customer at their pace redirect those users from the prem-based uh, solution over to uh, the cloud solution. And the great thing is, is that even in that middle state, a customer or an end user that's on the prem base can talk to one in the cloud and vice versa, and it never leaves the call power network. It all stays uh, internal within our network, never touching the PSTN. So there's no usage charges for the customer. They kind of get to go at their own pace, and it's been a really good design for us that we've really been able to implement for a lot of customers. Just sticking with Microsoft um, for one more question. William, you're in a fortunate position where you can offer both Operator Connect and Direct Routing, and the, the dynamic of those two kind of living together, I find quite an interesting one. So I wonder if you could talk about what you're seeing there from your customers, and then perhaps, Patrick, you can maybe follow up with you know, a bit more of a general kind of market overview of, of how those are, are fitting in together. Yeah, I, I think our strength when you look at what we're doing with Operator Connect and, and Direct Routing is that we're in about 70-plus countries overall, right? So I think when you look first and foremost at that, when you want to look at doing the heavy lifting in areas that are a little bit more challenging to do porting, we have that expertise. It's really in our DNA. It's kind of the ugly side of the business. Nobody wants to do porting, but we do it very well, and we're very happy to do it for our customers. Um, and then on the other side is when you are looking at some areas that are kind of hard to reach, we could go and, and really with our routing, we could go in there and we could uh, do a difference for them or, or really work with that local carry in some areas that might need a gateway that it's just what we call a closed telco uh, type of, of country that you just have to do it one way or there is no other way uh, to go ahead and do it. So I think when you look at that combination, what customers really care about is what's my end user experience. And for us, whether it is direct routing or whether it is a managed SPC because it's a, a tough country to get to or operator connect, that end user experience is pretty much going to be the same exact thing. And that's what IT managers and CIOs and directors want to hear is that somebody in India, somebody in China, somebody in Brazil, somebody in the UK is going to have the same experience overall. And if I travel, I want the same experience. And that's what we're able to deliver globally. Yeah, Tom, I agree. I think the the dynamic between direct routing and Operators Connect is is really interesting. And, and still, the vast majority of those 17 million PSTN-enabled users that Microsoft announced are deployed at the moment through direct routing because it's the solution that's been in the market for the longest time. It's the solution that generally enterprises are aware of. However, I think the, the feedback that we're getting from the service providers and the businesses that we speak to is that Operator Connect is obviously becoming increasingly popular for the reasons that we talked about before, the sort of simplicity, the manageability, uh, the QoS assurance, uh, I think that you get additionally with Operator Connect. So I think over the next few years, I expect it to 
rapidly accelerate in terms of the enablement. And we'll see that dynamic shift from the vast majority being deployed through direct routing to a much more even balance in terms of whether you're deploying via Operator Connect or, or direct routing. I think that leads really nicely, actually, into my last question. It's slightly different for both of you, um, but I'll start with Patrick. Patrick, organizations have got so many choices of uh, how to deploy voice in just Teams, let alone considering other platforms out there. So I wonder if you could talk through how you think service providers can really differentiate their offering and kind of stand out for the, the customers they're targeting. Yeah, it, it is an incredibly competitive marketplace. I think whether you, if you look at uh, WebEx Cloud Connect, Zoom Peering, Operator Connect, Direct Routing, whatever sort of telephony enablement method you're looking at, there is a selection of different providers available to you. So how do you really differentiate your offering? And especially if you look at, uh, for example, Operator Connect, which is effectively, uh, it's a telephony marketplace within an application. That's how you have to think of it. If you're, an, if you're a business, you go through the Teams Admin Center and you're presented with a number of different logos to effectively choose your service from. So how as a provider do you, do you differentiate in that sort of marketplace model? And I think William summed up a, a few of the key examples earlier on. Um, but the, the, the ones that we hear most commonly are geographic coverage. Can you cover as many regions as possible, spe specifically uh, for those larger businesses that need that international coverage across their different territories? As William said, you want a consistency of service wherever that is uh, geographically. So geographic coverage is, is something that we're seeing a lot of service providers focus on. I don't think you can move far away from the commercials as with any sort of service or solution. Providers can look to improve that price and the inclusions within that price. Uh, and that offering obviously attracts budget conscious customers. I think another area that is, is really critical and goes back to that simplicity point that we were talking about is, is the level of automation. Is the process automated for deploying new users? Is it uh, automated from, from an administration perspective in terms of ch those change updates and, and those key areas. So automating absolutely vital. And, and I think another one that William mentioned earlier on, which is one that we, we always get sort of slightly easy neglected in the technology world is that legacy device system support. You know, businesses do have vast existing estates of existing hardware, fax machines, lift lines. All of these need to be incorporated. Uh, into these modern solutions. And I think providers that can really support uh, and integrate those legacy devices into, into next-gen technology um, are, are absolutely key. And the, the sort of final area that I'd, I'd highlight are those uh, value-added services. So we've seen a real race to the bottom in terms of MMR minutes and, and revenue termination. But those overlay services, analytics, hardware support, maybe call recording, compliance solutions, I think uh, businesses are looking for their providers to assist them uh, in a much broader range of services now. So, yeah, I think geographic coverage, commercials, automation, uh, legacy device support and uh, value added services, just to just sort of name a few of the sort of key areas where you can really differentiate your offering. Great. Thanks, Patrick. And William, I think that leads us in nicely to the final question for you. What can we expect to see from Call Tower over the coming months, particularly around this global expansion? You know, I'm, I keep driving my product teams crazy, but that's kind of part of my job <laughs> is to do that. So uh, we, we continue to really just find uh, different products and features to, to really continue to differentiate ourselves in the marketplace. But realistically, it's coming from the demand of our customers, right, and our, and our potential customers of 
what they're seeing out there, what they want. I mean, different things like emergency services that outside of just calling to the emergency number uh, that you could actually communicate with your employees, whether it be in a specific office or whether it be on a global level, you could do it through IM, through text messaging, through email, through phone call. I mean, any means that you want uh, to make sure that you can communicate with them of inclement weather or some other type of emergency. I mean, those little things really make a big difference. And I think what you're going to see with Call Tower here uh, toward the end of Q3 and beginning of Q4 is just the continuing evolution of really just making our product or enhancing our solutions, I should say, uh, more for our customers. So uh, there's going to be some good product things coming out. We just recently announced uh, a couple of new, uh, one new CCAS uh, that we just announced with Solgari, which is uh, kind of the first in its kind that actually the contact center uh, application lives within the Microsoft Teams environment. So you don't have to have two different windows open anymore. Uh, so that's kind of new, and that is still a little bit on, on uh, new as far as on the horizon, but that's just something we just recently released. So uh, just be on the lookout for us. I think we're going to continue to really help our customers, and, and uh, we're going to be not we're not going to be short of any time of, of any products and features out there. Great, well, William. We're certainly keeping an eye out for any of those announcements. Such an interesting space has been for the last few years, and I think it's going to continue to be. So hopefully we can get together and have this conversation again. But in the meantime, guys, thanks so much for your time. That's great for having you. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for joining us, and thank you, everyone, for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and a share on social media, and we'll see you next time.